Hey, my name is Kevin Clark. I'm the host of a new football podcast called Slow News Day. I want to tell you about it. On Mondays, Lindsey Jones and I will recap the weekend in football that was, as well as look ahead to what's next. On Wednesday, the normal Slow News Day, the thing you've been watching for years, current players, current coaches, current analysts talking about the football world. And on Friday, it's a wild card. Could be some college football, could be more pro stuff. It's a video podcast, so you can watch it on Spotify or listen to it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow on Spotify. It's Slow News Day. It's the Ringer Gambling Show presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here and you can bet on all of the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays and same-game parlays all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explorer page in the post and bet live same-game parlays for every. NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gambling. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen at the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 and up in President Select States. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC slim fit trouser. But I am a joggers guy. I just... Once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I want to wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. East Coast Bias crew ready for another week of NFL action. Raheem Palmer, Joe House, John Jastrzemski. Fellas, life is good. The Miami Dolphins are 3-0. They have a primetime game. They beat the Buffalo Bills. But Raheem, after last night, you know what my mood is saying? How about them Cowboys? Oh, the Cowboys look good. I'm going to be honest with you. The one thing I saw last night, and I think I'm seeing throughout the season, that this Cowboys defense is, I mean, they're for real. And, you know, I was on the under 10 and a half wins, but that's not a lock anymore. Yeah, Raheem, I'm concerned. I'm on that same Cowboys under, and uh, I also have them missing the playoffs. I'm, I think I'm going to lose both of those bets, but... When it gets to be December, that's where the opportunity to start hedging that stuff off comes in. I will say this. This was my favorite game on the slate last week. This is the bet that I gave out on Bet the House uh, after the uh, Warren Sharp show Friday. And the reason that I liked it so much is because of what you just said. That Dallas defense is absolutely legit. They fly. They're so fast. They put so much pressure through so many different uh, mechanisms I thought, uh, and I said this, you know, JJ and I were chatting a little uh, pregame here. That was the best game I've seen Kellamore call. On the offensive side of the ball, the variety of plays and to see Dallas use its weapons in the in the manner that it did, 
I mean, you expect CD to be a bum, and he dropped that that for sure touchdown, or he would have got tackled the one, whatever it was, um, that hit him in the chest. But then he came back, you know, because of the talent that he possesses. But I just thought the way that uh, they use Pollard, they use um, Zeke, the, the the tight end play, the variety of calls when they were calling it Dallas. Uh, kept the Giants' pass rush at bay, and Cooper Rush with time, maybe this is true of all quarterbacks in the NFL, give him a little time. He looked pretty legit to me. No, no doubt, and the running game for Dallas was fantastic. Raheem, being there in person, I was telling House this, it's so glaring how much Mm -hmm. more burst Tony Pollard has at this stage compared to Ezekiel Elliott. Like, you see Tony Pollard hit the hole, And it's like, holy smokes, that dude is fast. And Zeke's kind of lumbering and whatnot. But, hey, both were effective. Both had good games. And the pressure from the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, I don't know how anybody could watch that game. And, look, say what you want about Daniel Jones and his future as a starter, his future with the Giants. If your takeaway after that game was Daniel Jones lost the game for the Giants, you're an idiot. I mean, between Sterling Shepard dropping passes, the pressure the Dallas Cowboys had in his face the entire game – the Giants, here, here's my problem with them. And I hope they're relevant. And I hope they're in it, guys, because it's good for my podcast. I have the quarterback on every week. I mean, I have no dog in a fight, but I'd rather the Giants be in the mix all damn year. The weapons they have on the outside, outside of Saquon Barkley. I mean, my goodness, who scares yeah. you? Nobody. That, that, that's the issue. Like, Philadelphia, think about this, guys. Philadelphia is running on A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. Dallas Goddard, the Giants are signing guys off the street, for goodness sakes. They're not getting a 9 of 10 wins with that offense, boys. They're not. Yeah, I and mean, you're paying Kenny Galladay $16 million That's to the do problem. Nothing. That's the problem. It was supposed to be Galladay. He's supposed to be that guy. He's just not. Galladay's an absolute stiff and dropped another pass after complaining. So, yes. Cowboys 2-1. and one. Giants get their first loss of the year. And now we look ahead to week three, fellas. So, um, my team is involved. We love when my team is involved in a primetime game. and You love it. I do. Yeah. I, I do. Uh, I get out on the call. I, I got all the feels. I got all the vibes. And the Dolphins have been good to me. Bet them in week one. Bet them big in week two. Week three. Even get the text from Raheem at halftime. If Tua comes back, I think the Dolphins are going to pull this out. Well, they do pull it out, even though their defense <laughs> is on the field the entire game against the Buffalo Bills. Now we go to Thursday. House, you know this pains me to say. This is a terrible, terrible, terrible spot for the Miami Dolphins because they win their game of all games against Buffalo. They finally beat the Bills. They play in the heat of South Florida. And they got to play a Thursday night game on the road against the team that was in the Super Bowl last year. Doesn't this spot reek Cincinnati, Joe House? Yeah, it's a terrible spot for Miami, and I'll do my annual mini rant against the Thursday night games. I I hate them. I really don't think that it's fair to the guys, that it's fair to the franchises. I understand as football fans that, you know, the more football that we can get, the, the, the better, and the spot that it occupies, they're not up against anything else. I understand all the rationale for why the league wants it. I just don't want to see teams limping into games. I want the full week of preparation. I want to see the guys healthy. I want to see, you know, top level, top caliber talent. And already we're seeing that game last week, that Cleveland Pittsburgh game, you know, guys come in, ding a little bit, injuries occur. 
I just don't like it. The caliber of the football is not very good. Mini rant over. This is a brutal spot for for Miami um, for a bunch of the reasons that go into why this Thursday night game, um, just in general, is not a, a good idea in my estimation. The amount of time they spent, JJ, you hit on it. They were on the field for 90 plays, that defense. And that defense uh, really didn't slow down the Buffalo Bills offense. 500 yards nearly. They had one punt. Um, you know, it was a, a case of, of self-sabotage out of the Bills. Um, all credit to the Dolphins, though. They won the game. The thing that I would say in this spot, and I'm not kidding, I wouldn't play Tua. There's no point at this point in the season. You don't win in week four. You don't win the playoffs. You don't win the Super Bowl. I would play Teddy Bridgewater in this game. Um, and I, it's I don't not even think th- it's an outrageous point, House, if he's yeah. not 100%. And listen, I'm going to trust Mike McDaniel knows his quarterback and his status and his health a lot better than any of the three of us. Let's put it that way. So they do have extra time to prepare, even if he ends up playing this game on Thursday night. But look, the Dolphins... The fact that that game last week, Raheem, in many ways was circled on the calendar, all the hype, all the feels, all the emotions. Now to come back and play three days later on the road, dude, I I don't like Raheem. The only only hope I have for Miami in this game is that Cincinnati's offensive line can't hold up against the Miami front. That, to me, is the only path for Miami to go and win this game. Yeah, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I mean, look, as much as this is a bad spot, when you look at the Miami Dolphins, I think they're um, third in ESPN's pass rush win rate. When you look at the Cincinnati Bengals, they're 29th in ESPN's pass block win rate. So there's a major mismatch on the offensive line between these two teams. So my thought is that I'm going to stay away from this one, this being a Thursday night game. I, like, I don't want to bet it. Wow, I'm surprised by that, Raheem. I thought you were going to hop in on Cincinnati here with the spot. You are not. I, I just, like, for me, I, I struggle to bet bad offensive lines. And I just think, even though the spot, like, it's, it says to take Cincinnati with Miami coming off of the comeback win against Baltimore and then coming back seven days later and, and, and being on the field that much time, I, I just don't trust the Cincinnati Bengals team. I mean, like, to me, look, they, they beat up on a bad Jets team, but they haven't showed that they're capable of hang, handling a pass rush the entire season. So I'm kind of good. And the defense is not very good at all. So, fellas, I'm looking at the total in this game, 47. I'm intrigued with an underplay in this one. I am. Because of the uncertainty with Tua after what happened in week three, the Bengals offensive line having issues, Miami coming off a short week. And I know the yards per play have been great. The explosive nature of Tyreek and Jalen Waddle is there. House, Thursday night slop fest, man. I I think if I'm playing anything in this game, and you know I'm not fading my team, even if the spot says Bengals, I am not fading my team. I won't do it. No way, no how, even if I think it's the right call. I might be involved in the under here, House. Thoughts? So uh, the under has been prevalent all season long, and, you you know, we keep watching these primetime games that that are – humongous under Sunday night. And, and, uh, I mean, I think they, the number hit perfectly. I think it closed at 39, uh, last night. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but um, that was right on the number, man. Holy yeah. <laughs> smokes. That was right on the number. Yeah. The only thing about, um, playing the total in this game is neither team has any semblance of a rush offense. I mean, it would make sense for both teams to try and rush the ball, but um, neither one has tried to establish a run in a meaningful way. And I can tell you 
this with some authority. I have Joe Mixon on my fantasy team. And I have major regrets about it. I mean, Seems really, like a disgruntled <laughs> fantasy owner three weeks that, into the you, season. You got that right. Yeah. And, you know, the two-headed monster that they're trying to use in, in Miami, Mostert's good, um, and he's the speed option. Chase Edmonds, I guess, is supposed to be coming out of the backfield. You just don't see those guys getting quantity of touches that suggest ball control. Both offenses want to score with explosive plays. That's where the talent is. And so that would be the only concern that I have around, you know, playing playing the total. But my inclination would be exactly what you said, JJ. Slop fests, they're, they're, the explosive plays are diminished because the guys are coming in, you know, without having the adequate uh, preparation time. Um, and maybe it's like, you know, a, a uh, 28, 19, 28, you know, 16 kind of deal where, you know, a few explosive plays, but... Um, you know that that's all you see. Raheem, can I sell you on the under? I think you can. I, I like I, I like your logic for that. I, I really do. Okay, boys. So Thursday night established. It seems like House is playing the Bengals. It seems like Raheem doesn't want to know near the game. Good. I like that, all Raheem. I would do is tiny bit on the money line and maybe do a little tiny parlay on the money line and the under. That would be it. But nothing, no gen real action on it. I'm going to throw this question at you right now. The two surprise teams, I guess you could say. In the AFC, Miami, 3-0, wins over Baltimore and Buffalo. Super impressive. Jacksonville, holy smokes. I played him in circle when I got that line at 7. Raheem, I'm all nervous when I see Justin Herbert's playing Sunday morning. Didn't matter. Jaguars smoked them anyway. Who are you buying more, Raheem, after three weeks into this year? Jacksonville or Miami? Um, it's definitely Miami. Look, when you look at Jacksonville, they have fallen into two of the best spots ever. You, get, I mean, you get week two against the Colts, who have injuries to their whole receiving core. Michael Pittman's out. Shaq Leonard's still not playing. Like, everybody's banged up going, going into that game, and you have all the sharp money on the world on the Jaguars. You look at the following week. Justin Herbert doesn't have a rib. Like, <laughs> so it's just, I mean, and then they throw him in at the last minute, and it's the same team that is being sued for how they handle their other quarterback's rib injury. So, like, to me, they just fell into two of the best spots in the world, and they were going to win those games. So I, even though I think they, they've improved, when I look at the Miami Dolphins, they were a solid team last year. They had a solid defense, and you add Tyreek Hill. And it, it, it's just you just have all that speed out there. I just think they're the better team. Like, to me, when I look at the Dolphins, they're for real, and they could be one of the best teams in the AFC. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Raheem. For the long haul over the course of this season, higher ceiling for Miami for sure. But let's not, you know, uh, uh, dismiss what Jacksonville's accomplished. Like, considering where they have been, considering how recently they were awful, like just completely out of control. The first time in history that a head coach gets fired within the one one season, like he didn't make it the full season. That Urban Meyer uh, experience we we can't overstate how awful that was, and and the uh, potential um, you know retardation of the growth of Trevor Lawrence and and in that entire uh, offensive core. And here we got we got a, a professional coach in the form of, of Doug Peterson, and voila! Now week one, Washington caught them week one. It was very fortunate for the Seawards to catch Jacksonville still trying to find their way. But and let's be honest, they easily could have won that game, House. They could have. Easily. Look, 
Yeah. Etienne had the ball, hit him in the hands on the goal line. And, and if he had caught that touchdown, Jacksonville goes up and, and by a mount that might have been insurmountable. But the point is, it's a great story for Jacksonville. I think they're going to be competitive. I mean, I, I could, congratulations to anybody that bought Jacksonville to win the AFC South. I wish tickets. I had that ticket. You man. and me both, bro. Uh, you know, you and me because both. the division we knew was going to stink going yeah. into the year. We both like them more than Houston from like a long shot value standpoint. Now yeah. that's a live ticket, man. Even with Indianapolis winning, and I still think Indianapolis probably pound for pound is the best team in the division. They get Shaquille Leonard back. Like they're yeah. a team that historically speaking has always gotten off the slow starts with Frank Reich. But Jacksonville is going to be in this thing throughout. And I'm with you. Like they are going to be spunky throughout the course of this year. Like, they're not going to be a team that's a pushover. They're not going to be a two or three win team. And it's nice to see Trevor Lawrence look like the guy he was at Clemson, not a guy who was a deer in the headlights playing for Urban Meyer all year. All right, boys. Oh, but before, oh, before we go on, I think there's still value on the Jacksonville Jaguars at plus 220 to win the division. You like, see, I, 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 here's my problem with that, though, Raheem. You're probably right. But when there was a six or a seven to one out there, yeah, of and course. I thought, see, the issue for me is, I thought about it. I was intrigued and I didn't have the guts to do it. Now I look yeah. at that 220. Even if you're right and the number still makes sense, I'm like, I missed the boat. I for one feel like I missed the boat. <laughs> but but I mean, you know what though? I mean, there's we missed the boat in some ways, but we did. Because I think plus 220 is still good value from what we've seen this year. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not high on the Indianapolis Colts. To me, they look terrible. They should have lost that game by multiple scores against the Chiefs. But, I mean, things go wrong. and I mean, they got some variance in their way. But, I mean, I'm not buying this Colts team. So, to me... I, I'm endorsing a play on the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division right now. I think I'm going to jump into it. I the, the funniest thing about the Colts is that they talked themselves into the notion that Matt Ryan was an upgrade over Carson Wentz because they made this investment in Carson Wentz and really the owner soured on him. I think that Frank Reich, you know, basically decided to protect his job by backing um, the, the, the owner in the idea that the whole thing, the whole collapse came down and fell on the shoulders of the quarterback. Wentz had his role in the Colts stumbling down the stretch and missing the playoffs, but really their defense was the reason that they didn't make the playoffs at the end of, of last year. And the idea that they talked themselves into Matt Ryan is an upgrade is, is a joke. And that's the thing that to me, to Raheem's point, makes Jacksonville still a viable option uh, to, to win that, 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 that division. Boys, I have made two bets for Sunday slate. They're in. They're done. Uh, you can't talk me out of them at this point, but I can get your blessing. So we're going to do that before we get your leans for week number four. It's hard to believe it's week four, might I add. My first play that I absolutely love. I love this game. I fired. I, I couldn't wait to bet it. The Pittsburgh Steelers laying three and a half against the New York Jets. And I know, I know, I know. I'm betting on Mitchell Trubisky. I get that. The Steelers with extra time to prepare. The Steelers, who have great history against the New York Jets, they always find a way to beat the New York Jets in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin, extra time, motivation angle. And guys, that Jet defense stinks. It is putrid. They don't get after the quarterback. Outside of Sauce Gardner, they have nothing. And I mean absolutely nothing in the secondary. And you're talking about the potential of Zach Wilson in his first game back. 
I don't think that's a good spot for him. I don't think it's a good environment for him. And I see Raheem, everybody likes the Jets this week. All the money's coming in on the Jets. Fine by me. Steelers lean one. Raheem, yay or nay? I'm not too mad at this. I mean, like, for me, I I think this is probably an underplay, especially with Zach Wilson coming back. I I just don't see how he's going to perform against Tomlin on the road. But I'm not mad at this at all. Yeah, I I don't know, JJ. I don't love the number, but what I do love is is the leg. I like Pittsburgh at home handling their business for sure against the Jets. I like it as a money line parlay leg because I have another leg where I'm I'm playing money lines this week. I'm not really messing around with too many numbers. I didn't get enough fire. I didn't fire enough like Sunday night as the week four numbers sort of came into view. So I missed the numbers that I like. Uh, the hook, you know, I don't I don't like the hook. I don't like something fluky happening. Zach Wilson coming back is not helpful to the Jets. <laughs> I mean, I think that that you know Flacco for all of the the criticism, he's a he's a competent you know stand up and I I mean by stand up I mean statue. He cannot he cannot right. move though. So the idea that they get somebody who could run around a little bit might actually be advantageous. But again, can Zach Wilson play? I I don't know if he can play. I don't Nobody think any knows. Of us know if he can. Nobody play. knows. That's right. I just yeah. don't. I, I agree with you that the spot is bad for him because that Pittsburgh defense is is even though it's dinged up, um, still pretty formidable. They kept them that team in that game against Cleveland on that short work week uh, last week, the Thursday night game last week that was n- nearly unwatchable. The reason that Pittsburgh never had a chance is because of Trubisky. And I'm not going to get myself in a spot where I need uh, Trubisky to cover anything, but I'm, I don't mind any, any uh, playing a little on the money line there. And I wouldn't be surprised, guys, if the Steelers get off to a slow start offensively in this game in the first half, if Mike Tomlin mm-hmm. finally does mm-hmm. what needs yes. to be done and gets the Jersey boy, Kenny Pickett in there maybe for the second half of this game. I would not rule that out. Now, second game I already fired on. You guys are going to be mad at me because I'm going to be sharing a number that is unavailable at this point in time. But hey, maybe I was ahead of the market. I don't know. I didn't move the market like Raheem. I don't have that sort of pull. I don't have that (laughs) sort of power. But anyway, the Houston Texans, I grabbed six against the Los Angeles Chargers. It is now down to five. Remember, the Texans beat the Chargers last year, probably kept them out of the postseason. I know the Chargers are coming off back-to-back losses. I don't like where they're at going into this game. I cannot lay a big number house with them on the road. I don't trust them. There's no way, no how I'm going to lay six or five, whatever the case may be, on the Los Angeles Chargers. Texans, it's at five. I got six. You riding? I'm going to join you on this. I think the Texans have been... Really spunky all season long. I I was on the wrong side of of their the outcome with the Bears, but that, that was, was a little, tough one, man. That was yeah. a tough one on Sunday. Tough. A, 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 end of game, and that's just you know it's kind of the identity of 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 the Texans. But it's really an opportunity to fade a Chargers team that is once again a mass unit. It's unbelievable the number of injuries across the board, the important injuries to important players that they endure. I mean, they, 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 the Rashad Slater's out for the season now uh, with a torn bicep or something. I mean, just a crucial position. I don't believe that Herbert is going to be healthy by in time for, in, in time for this game. And, you know, Keenan Allen's been, been benched the sideline. They have a couple other guys dinged up. It, this is really an opportunity 
to fade the Chargers and, and their their injury bad luck. Um, so I, I don't have any problem at all jumping in. The Texans, they, they just play hard and they play they, they fight. So um, catching all those points seems good to me. Oh, yeah, I, I love this one. I mean, look, when you look at this Chargers team, you guys I like hearing you say that, Raheem. Not like. You love I, this one. Beautiful. I, I mean, I love this one. I mean, House already mentioned the, the injury to the left tackle, Rashawn Slater. Um, so this is a banged-up offensive line with a quarterback who was already injured. But you didn't even mention the injury to Joey Bosa. I mean, that's huge. Joey Bosa, um, J.C. Jackson. I mean, this team is just... I mean, they're building a hospital right now, as I always say. And then, look... One of the issues that we've had with this Chargers team is their offensive coordinator. Um, Joe Lombardi, Bart, Lombardi is not the guy for this team. I and mean, when we look at Justin Herbert, his air, intended air yards is just 6.7. So they're not throwing the ball down the field, and they're constantly finding themselves in third and long and, 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 and fourth and longs. And they need to kind of pick up those you know, third and longs in order to, to keep the chains going. So I don't really like this Chargers team. And then... To me, when I when I see this Texas team, they could run the ball. And the Chargers have historically, they struggle to stop the run. So this this defense isn't good. The offense isn't performing up to its, its, its capabilities, and they're banged up. I think this is a good spot for the Houston Texans. It's a shame we missed the best of the number. That's down to five. But, JJ, I'm with you. I sense a potential family play with the Texans. Everybody getting on board, maybe. Maybe we get that number back to six for him and you get something a little bit more favorable. All right, boys, time to shine. I know you got pods coming up later in the week, but House, there's got to be something that's uh, leaning a certain way for you as we get ready for week four. What is it? Well, I, I am, and I haven't had a chance to sit down and crunch it on the FanDuel uh, numbers machine, but having watched that Dallas Cowboy uh, performance against the Giants, they are now hosting the Washington Seawords in Dallas. And this is really an opportunity for me to, to fade Washington. And I'm just going to keep fading them until they show the ability to, to arrive at a football game prepared in all three phases. They were absolutely, utterly unprepared for the Philadelphia Eagles on, on Sunday afternoon. And it was the offensive unit. Now, again, a team with with a bunch of injuries, a bunch of guys sliding in, they're swapping out positions, but it's a testament to the lack of depth that Washington has built on that offensive line. They had the exact same problem in the in the secondary at Washington. And, you know, I I, I haven't seen uh Washington show up to a game with all three units looking prepared with a game plan that makes sense to them. What Dallas showed last night against the Giants on both sides of the ball was a game plan. And you know, the 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 the, the it was a, a great performance on the road in, in prime time by Dallas. I was sufficiently impressed. I, I guess I'm gonna have to say this. I think Mike McCarthy is gonna outcoach uh, uh my my guy, Riverboat Ron R- Rivera. And I'm really talking about the the, the staff. I, I think Washington is in serious danger on the defensive side of that defense about to tune out um, Jack Del Rio. I don't think Jack Del Rio, he if he makes it this whole, whole entire season, that means that Washington has made the decision to go ahead and 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 just lose a whole bunch of games over the course of this season. Because I, I don't think that they're... Uh, the, the the calls on on defense and the guys. And what, what we see, I think, for as this plays out, is guys who get a little bit dinged start sitting out. You're going to start seeing guys on the wa- on the defensive side of Washington who who you know show up on their injury report and then don't end up playing. I, I'm playing the Dallas money line, and I think I'm going to parlay that with that Pittsburgh money line a little bit. You talked me into that, JJ. That's going to be a money line parlay. Now I'll, I'll crunch the numbers while you guys uh, do your work. 
I like it. Raheem, any leans right now? Yes, I have a I have a play that I absolutely love. Okay, so we're going to go to the dog pound. We're going to take the Cleveland Browns minus two. This line is moving against me. I haven't played it yet, but I'm actually glad it's moving this direction because I think this is a major mismatch. Guess who the number one team in rushing efficiency and rushing EPA per play is? The Cleveland Browns. Who is the worst at stopping runs? It's the Atlanta Falcons. They're dead last in rushing EPA per play on defense. I think they're tw- they're 30th in rushing success rate on defense. So the Cleveland Browns should be able to run all over this team. And we were on the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday because they had that West Coast road trip. Obviously, they lose to the Rams. They end up covering. They're 3-0 against the spread. And then, you know, they come back right after the Rams game. They stay in the University of Washington. Um, I think it was shouts to somebody at the ringer for telling me, you know, that they would be staying in the University of Washington because that helped my handicap. They had like a, a mini camp last week and they went into Seattle, who was one of the worst teams in the league, and they dominated. You know, they, they scored as many points as they needed to score. But I think that's going to be a lot different this week. They're playing a Cleveland Browns team who has a better defense and the Cleveland Browns should be able to run and throw all over this, this Falcons team, which is, you know, bottom three in defensive efficiency. So I like the Browns here. I don't know who the sharp money is who's coming in well, on the I was going to ask you, Raheem, I, everything you said leads me to believe it's a good spot for Cleveland. What, why is the market so in love with Atlanta so far? Why do you think that's the case? I, I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, obviously, Miles Garrett did have a car accident yesterday. So, um, I mean, hopefully he's okay. So, I got to assume okay. he's I mean, not playing Sunday, right? I mean, we, we don't know. They said it was non-life-threatening injuries. So, um, I mean, the car looked awful. That's what I, I mean, mean dude. I get flipped over in a car. I, I, you're playing a football game three days later? That seems a little nuts, no? I mean, football players are nuts. But <laughs> I mean, Miles Garrett's a little crazy. I get that. I get, and it's not me. I, I understand. I understand. But, I mean, I mean, but besides that, I just think this is a bad matchup. And, I mean, I know, you know, a lot of the public gets enthralled about offenses, but I, I just think the Cleveland Browns are a much better team on both sides of the ball. House, I might get on board with that. Yeah. Because I, I think I, Atlanta's getting a little too trendy right now. A little too trendy. I, I the only thing is is Jacoby Brissett. That that's the only thing holding me back. I can understand that. And last year I lost way too much money betting on uh Jacoby Brissett Dolphin. You know games. what? Jacoby Brissett has actually been playing well. He's been all right so far in Cleveland. And, and, and listen, he has something with the Browns. He didn't have Miami. A good offensive line and a good running game. He has both of those. And, I, and to me, I mean, look, I have a lot of respect for Kevin Stefanski and his ability to call plays. But when you look at Jacoby Brissett, he's eighth in EPA per play plus completion over expectation composite. So, I mean, he's playing like one of the best quarterbacks in the league this season. And this is a year where... Teams are struggling to move the ball and get the ball up the field and score points. I mean, I think we're seeing the low, lowest output of points we've seen in years. So I got to give Jacoby Brissett some, some credit. Boys, before we say sayonara, I know this is very unrelated and you guys are probably unprepared for this. I'm going to Yankee Stadium on Friday night. Will Aaron Judge have home run 61 by the time I am back at Yankee Stadium? Yay or nay? What's the answer to whether the Maris family, will the Maris family be there? Oh, they're sticking around. They're not going anywhere. <laughs> they're, they're getting the uh, the frequent flyer. They got Yankee Stadium. They got the suite there. Now they're in the front row in Toronto. JJ, my concern is they're a mush. They, since they showed up, the guy's been on a, on a you know, hitless streak or, you know, he's, he's, he's barely doing anything. Uh, feels like the pressure's getting to him a little bit. For your sake, I'm going to say yes. I want the big thing to happen while you are there. But, you know, I, 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 I 
I'm concerned. Let's put it that way. I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you. He 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 hits he hits two tonight. I'm okay. gonna say it will be okay. in Toronto for this game, so I wouldn't hate that. And I'm telling you guys, she just got engaged last week. She will be more excited to be in the Champagne Yankee locker room for Turner and to see Aaron Judge hit two home runs and break the record than she is to get that bling on her finger. Just, uh, I hope her I hope her fiance is listening to this. By the way. I'm gonna say he hits one off Barrios, and then the, the 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 Blue Jays bullpen comes in, and they give up another one. I, I just think it's, I think he's having this little drought, but as soon as he hits 61, he's gonna go on another run again. I like it. I like it for Joe House and Raheem Palmer. JJ signing off. Great work by the War Gone Warrior. As always, a fun edition of East Coast Bias. The boys are back later in the week. House bet the house. Raheem, the what are we calling your your Sunday special? Do we have a name for that yet, Raheem, or no? I, I think it's just the top five picks. Maybe I'll come up with something. Oh, you <laughs> got to get in the lab. We got to yeah, get you in the lab. Dream. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're going to we're gonna workshop this one. I got it. House will be all over <laughs> it. Enjoy the football, everybody. We're back next Tuesday. East Coast Bias boys are out. Be good, everybody. <laughs>